Welcome to Breaking the Cycle of Poverty, featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. For the past 36 years, Shepherd has served its neighbors on the Near East Side of Indianapolis by providing a range of services and support designed to end generational poverty. My name is Tim Swearens, and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in our country and how each of us can help our neighbors break the cycle of poverty. Today's episode looks at the future of Christianity and the church in America. A Pew Research study published this fall found that if current trends continue, Christians may make up less than half of the U.S. population in less than 50 years. That may seem like a long way off, but we're already seeing a decline in the number of people who identify as Christians and an increase in those who say they have no religious affiliation. The question is, how do we as Christians respond to that emerging reality, and how do we communicate and show the essential nature of the Christian church in our society and every society? Well, Jay, let's talk about that. Is the church essential? We hear sometimes people say they don't think it is. Yeah, during COVID, uh, some government leaders said we weren't essential, and folks were furious. But being essential is something to be earned, not to be bestowed. And, you know, when the church originally here in the States, and it's unique here, that we were a nonprofit, it was based on this notion that the church would bring a return to the community it was in by the impact it would have. Yes. And I wonder if maybe we've lost our way. In, in Matthew 5, Jesus says, you are the salt of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Salt. What does salt do? Salt enhances flavor. Salt makes dangerous situations safe. You know, on our driveways, sidewalks, we put salt. Yes. Salt is a healing agent. Uh, Salt preserves. We put it on meat. Yes. Salt softens things. We put... I have a water Mm -hmm. softener in Mm -hmm. my house where we put salt in to help take the hard water and make it soft we if we're cooking a steak we'll put salt on it to help make it softer to break it down i I think that comparison is compassion it's also a stain remover you can put it in your laundry something new that i learned salt all of these things i think were exactly the things god intended for us when he said go be salt But he also says in that same passage, but what if it's lost its saltiness? Yes. And I wonder if this idea that the church isn't essential is an indictment that we've lost our saltiness because we became inward focused. I think it can be based back, uh, well-intentioned, over 50, almost 60 years ago, Lyndon Johnson as president declared the war on poverty. And I believe he wanted to help there with Tom Fletcher, the unemployed coal miner in in, um, Martin County, Kentucky. I've been to that same house, stood on that same porch. And Tom Fletcher's uh, son, Calvin, who was in those photos as well, still lives in that house. And he said to us, a group of pastors, government promised us a lot, but nothing's changed. Could the church help us? 
And and some people could say, well, look at the church. We've we've uh, our our first look at government. They've lost the war on poverty, and I would say absolutely that's true. But I would say it's because the church has lost its way. God created the church to be that salt in the community, to be that connection. And it was expected that we would be out in our communities dealing with the issues of our day. We're not going to police our way out of the violence issue. We're going to, if the church did what it's supposed to be, we'll make it safe for the police to do their job. We'll bring hope. How many times have we read with these mass shooters where they will say things like, no one knows who I am, no one cares. People don't even see me anymore. It's because we're not doing our job. God created the church to connect to people. Entities like government can run programs, but it doesn't do well connecting. God created us like Legos. We're all created for connection. Different shapes, different size, different colors. Legos are over 90 years old. If you took one that was built 90 years ago with one today, they still connect because they're made to connect. They connect on the top and on the bottom, just like you and I, Tim. We're made to connect to God, and we're made to connect to others. And so I think this is a time for us. Can we regain our saltiness? I think we can. When we get back to what God created us to do, which is to connect to people, and be that salt. I'm a little passionate. You're a little passionate. You're fired up today, and that's great. I appreciate that. Sometimes I I hear Christians sound fearful about the future when they see the trends. Um, I understand the concern, but but I think, uh, you know, that's probably not the best response. Uh, Why should we be more hopeful than afraid of the future? Well, I think God erased the busyness of our life, took the whiteboard, and he erased it and said, start over. Yes. And he said, what are you going to do? I'm afraid, like in that Good Samaritan, that I've been so busy doing ministry, I haven't had time to minister. I don't want to be that priest and Levite. So God said, let me clear this the deck for you. Now start over. And I think this is our opportunity to start over. I think if we can begin to say, it's not about our walls. I know of a church one time where at a certain time in the, on Sunday morning, they would all meet by the back door. They would unlock it, go in, and as soon as they got in, they shut the door and locked it. Well, that church was soon to die, right? Yes. We need to be unlocking our doors. And that church changed when, when leadership changed and new people came in and said, we're going to connect to our community. And that church today is Shepherd Community. Because we realized those front doors have to be open. And, and we've got to be out connecting, and it's as important what we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, as what we do on Sunday. Sunday should be the gathering to celebrate what we're doing and what God's doing yeah. throughout the week. So we've talked about salt and, and uh, what that means uh, in, in our lives today. Uh, Jesus told us to be salt and light. Uh, what, is it, what does it mean to be salt and light to our neighbors in 2022 and beyond? I think it's connecting with them, talking to them. 31% of Americans know the name of their neighbors. So that means we have some work to do. We got to get to know their names. Yes. And we got to talk to them. And we got to find those ways to connect. Uh, Robert Putnam, in his book, Bowling Alone, he chronicalizes the demise of community in America. And he would say, Without community, you can't have social capital. Without social capital, you can't bring about societal change. But he would say in many of his other books is that it's the faith community that can restore that. Yes. 
And, and you look at what changed. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, 240 West Norman. And uh, we played on my front porch and, uh, you know, all of these things. But we moved to a new house on the front porch, went to the back, and then the thing called privacy fence, and we had a garage door opener. You no longer parked in the driveway. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to talk to your neighbors when you got out. You opened the button, went in and shut it. All the windows were closed because we had central air. Life changed, architecture changed, and we lost community. And we have to restore that. We have to be those Legos connecting. Yes. We believe, we know uh, that the church and Christians are essential uh, in our society and around the world. Uh, but to be clear, we're not saying that secular organizations aren't doing good work right. in our city and nation and around the world as well. Uh, we, we believe, though, that ministries like Shepherd carry a message that goes much deeper uh, with eternal ramifications, that deeper than meeting current needs, as important as that is. What is Shepherd's deeper calling? To love their neighbor, period. Scripture says, love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So there's three commands there. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. We have to see ourselves the way Christ sees us. I think the deceiver lets us operate in this self-destructive mode, the self-criticism mode. Um, and so once we see ourselves the way Christ sees us, then we're able to love our neighbors, and in loving our neighbors, we're able to love God. And it, it, it goes back and forth, right? It means I'm connecting to God, and I'm connecting to my neighbor. It's that beautiful thing that Legos. When, when you can build wonderful things, when you bring several together, one by itself doesn't do anything. Yes. For our listeners who claim Christ as their Savior, can you offer some encouragement in a time when it feels like the church is being marginalized and Christianity is maybe being left behind. Well, there's a book I love, Patient for Men of the Early Church by Alan Kreider, where he tells the story of what the early church looked like, and we wouldn't recognize them. They, they spent more time living life together than, than gathering for a special event. Yes. But when, when the plague hit Rome, many fled, but not the Christians. They stayed and cared for others. And many stayed and died. And they did that because that's what Christians do. Mm. And the church flourished amidst problems, amidst plague, amidst death and persecution. And it's in these times when we reclaim the mantle that Christ came to this earth to give us. There, our vitality comes back and we became essential once again. Yes. Jay, would you close us for prayer? Yes. Father God, you're the God of the universe, and you're the God who called us to love each other and to love you. May we be found faithful in loving you, our neighbor, and ourselves. Thank you for your tremendous love, and may it exude from us each and every day. In your son's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jay. Shepherds, donors, partners, and volunteers make a lasting difference in neighbors' lives every day. To learn more about how you can help, please visit shepherdcommunity.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you.